you've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur french thompson where consistently we bring you ideas concepts and exposure to thoughtful content lifestyle enhancements and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode Welcome, welcome, welcome back to All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur, French Thompson, and I'm so glad that you joined uh, me today. As I say every week, I hope it doesn't get old to you, but I truly appreciate each and every one of you all for tuning in. Uh, It it, it takes some uh, time and energy for people to decide that they want to uh, spend 30 minutes of their time, or if you are in time and a half uh, as you're listening to this, And that's roughly 22 and a half minutes. But if you are on double time, you are listening in 15 minutes or less. Uh, Shouts out to you all who can listen in double time and go from there. Um, But yeah, that's just a random head into uh, a peek into the head of French Thompson here. This is the Connoisseur French Thompson. Thanks each and every one of you. Hey, if you have not subscribed yet, please do. Please do. It helps me to know that this is reaching folks. Please share as well if these podcasts are... uh, you know, entertaining to you, meaningful, impactful, uh, share with your family and friends, leave a review. It helps me to um, know that I'm, I'm on the same track. So right into it today, um, as you all know, we are in the middle of our Healthy for the Holidays series. Uh, if this is your first time listening in, uh, pause today, take a listen to the, the, at least listen to the first one where we talked about rest because that, that this lines up everything that we want to talk about on how to be healthy for the holidays. Um, but today is a is a um, is a, a great um, episode for you all. Um, last week we talked about uh, marriage and how to be healthy in your marriage. Um, but uh, today uh, we're going to talk about singleness. And uh, for those that are listening, I am not newly single. No, I am not. I'm still happily married, but I do have uh, some good friends of mine. Uh, two uh, single brothers that I said, hey, uh, we need to have this conversation. Um, and, and what better than to have these two gentlemen, upstanding gentlemen, upstanding gentlemen, uh, to be a part of the podcast today and uh, and kind of talk about how to be a healthy single uh, during the holiday season. So today we have Kent Justin Brown and Jeremy Joseph. Gentlemen, how are you doing? It's big KJB now. <laughs> wow boy, boy it's 30 that's how we starting this off <laughs> i'm feeling good boys turn 30 and change i'm feeling good though feeling thank you good. thank you jeremy for keeping it um you know fine and gentry on the podcast no so that, that <laughs> you know, i've been great. 30 a little longer than you this, have uh, you have so you, you, you matured uh past this uh no y'all no. obviously didn't see my coat completely different for those for those that are tuning in we will have a um a link to uh some social on here and you can see i don't know if it's just a story or that's actually a post but he had on a nice long but looked like a meek coat for his 30th celebration um but we will we will get into that a little bit here so i want to introduce the audience to uh to the these two gentlemen um 
as you all know, typically when we have our guests on here, we give them an opportunity to kind of share a little about a little bit about who they are, uh, where they're from, and um, kind of where are they now. So uh, we'll start with Jeremy here because Justin is still hype off his birthday weekend. <laughs> Jeremy, tell us about who you are, where you're from, um, and kind of what you do now. Yeah, so I am originally from Fort Worth, Texas, born and raised. Uh, when I graduated high school, I I went to Southern University mm. for two years. Oh, undergrad. man. You went to an HBCU. Uh, How was that? Oh, it was a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Been one of the best experiences of my life. <laughs> um, which is why I had to transfer. <laughs> So, yeah, I was there for about two years. I transferred to UTA. Uh, and UTA, I also switched my major. I started off as the engineering major. Oh. And then I transferred to UTA to become a kinesiology major. Um, so I graduated from UTA, took a couple of years off. I wasn't working in my field. Mm. Uh, and I decided to go to go back to school. So um, I wanted to do something with chronic disease, physical activity, so I found a program in, in Boston. So I went to Northeastern University. Uh, so I spent two years out on the East Coast. It was a great experience. Learned a lot, grew mm-hmm. a lot, matured. Yeah. Uh, but the weather was too cold. <laughs> <laughs> the weather was too cold um, and the cost of living was high. So I, I moved back down to Texas. Uh, and then uh, I started working as a health coach for about a year and uh, decided to leave. That wasn't necessarily for me. There wasn't a whole lot of upward mobility. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up in higher education. So that's where I am now. I work for UNTL Science Center. Nice. Um, I work in student affairs. I uh, do a lot with behavior change. So mm-hmm. helping out students in crisis, um, co-chairing our care team, which is our behavior intervention team. Uh, and so that's kind of where I am now. I mean, you've always kind of been uh, aligned with bettering people, right? Physically or mentally, emotionally. Um, and that's really where you are right now. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. The big KJB. Big KJB. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who am I? Um, I'm a military child, been around United States, primarily in the South. Uh, moved to Texas in 04. Um, graduated from Summit, then went to UCA. Uh, in the midst of that, had a child at 17. Very important. Switched in my life. Yeah. Uh, made me into the great person I am today. Love my daughter, Alexia. Um, I work in e-commerce. Um, that's where my, my passion is. Just uh, matching my retail experience with uh, digital platforms. Uh, e-commerce is going to take over the world. And Jeff Bezos it, already owns it. It has. It has taken yeah. over the world. <laughs> if it wasn't before, COVID essentially uh, uh, tilted that. So I, I, one quick note here. Um, I, I worked in transportation and we were talking with some of our marketing folks. And uh, pre-COVID, there was this mindset or this thought that uh, uh, e-commerce uh, conversion from big box stores would be on on average, two to five percent a year uh, that that they would be anticipating. Um, and when COVID hit, it, like it accelerated that by like twenty percent, like 
changeover that what they thought would happen in roughly a decade happened in two months, three months. Yeah. It's, it's all big business. We, we run in everything. Um, I'm so thankful for the industry. Um, this is pretty much everybody's daily um, habit and level of convenience. Buy something online. That's all my industry. Um, so, yeah, outside of that, I have a podcast as well. Shameless plug. Oh, there, there's no, there is no shame on all <laughs> things fine and gentry. So tell us. So we, we're going to get into your podcast. But he did say stay dedicated as the podcast. Uh, great content about fatherhood and just really just living life uh, in, in this in this world from from two gentlemen that are sharing their story. So, um, you know, if this is your first foray to podcast, please check him out. If this isn't check him out as well. So drops every Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday. Season three. Catch up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, of course, people are kind of like, all right, well, they both went to UTA. Um, How did you all um, get connected as 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 boys? Um, Because it's like two random cats that I knew. I was like, hey, y'all should get in the studio and talk together. But how did you all get get connected as uh, as fellas? Uh, so when I transferred to UDA, I knew one of my homeboys from high school and he was in a group with Justin. So that's how I met Justin. We weren't really that cool at first. (laughs) Justin was more, uh, reserved. Yeah, I stuck to my own. (laughs) And I also, um, at the time I was working and just going to school. So I wasn't really on the scene like that. Uh, my first semester at UTA, but we <laughs> but met then, <laughs> through that group. Yeah, but then we took a a sporadic trip to South Padre. <laughs> Impromptu. <laughs> wow. No planning whatsoever. <laughs> like it's spring break. Yeah. Who wants to go to Padre? Hop in the car, and then from then we realized that um two of us think a little bit different than the rest of the group. <laughs> and so I assume that you. I assume that you all are the two, right? We yes, are we are definitely <laughs> love to uh, all the rest of my homeboys, but there was a moment where it was just like, all right, we a little bit different. Mm. <laughs> we we gonna move around a little bit different from y'all. Um, and since then, uh, relationship progressed. We uh, were put on the same line for, for Alpha. Uh, we actually became links. There, there's a lot of people right? that may not know what Alpha is. That is uh, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> All right. For and for for those, this is a uh, this is a fraternity as a part of the uh, Divine Nine National Panhellenic Council. Thank you. Uh, we we have a lot of international listeners here, so we want to make sure that uh, we we try as hard as possible to explain some of our uh, uh, terminology and things like that. So thank you all for uh, my apologies. Google the best fraternity <laughs> in the world. <laughs> you might see our faces. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's really how we uh, drew like a, even a closer bond through through pledging. Nice. Yeah, through pledge. Then even throughout our journeys, um, JJ explains, uh, he went off to Boston. Uh, but once he returned, we ended up being, you know, church family. Uh, Freedom Church is a huge connection between a lot of us. And that's really uh, reinforced it, um, reinforced our friendship and then also to reinforce our values, make sure that's where we're aligned together at. There it is. There it is. All right. All right. So at the beginning of this, uh, as you talked about Big KJB, 
Um, you had mentioned uh, that you uh, recently celebrated a birthday. And Jeremy also uh, stated that he's on the more mature side of, uh, of that age. So you all both recently hit 30. How does that feel? It feels great. <laughs> and for the record, this man is only a month older than me. <laughs> a month in age. <laughs> All right. So, um, so no, it feels really good. I feel blessed, uh, yeah. to be honest, man. Blessed beyond measure. Thinking of just reflecting on 30 years. It's just a blessing just to know where I am, where God has brought me. So I walked into 30 feeling really good. Nice. Yeah. 30, 30 for real is, is the new 20. Like, I feel like everything that I wanted to do at 20, I can actually do with the proper foundation and the proper knowledge. So it makes more your dreams a reality. And it's just, I mean, take out of this, take out societal pressure. And it's like, all right, I'm really in my speed. I'm really in my lane, you know, at 30. That's good. I, I remember, oh, to be young again. I remember those. <laughs> uh, for those on here, um, Oftentimes, when I speak to these two gentlemen, I feel like I'm talking to myself uh, 10 years younger, and uh, it's very interesting to have these conversations. So it's, it's, it's funny, uh, but I appreciate it. I enjoy it. So question for you all um, is, is, as you looked at 30, so a couple things, right? In the Bible, it says that uh, man is only truly guaranteed 70 years. So, you know, theoretically, you're almost at your half point. Right. Um, if it's if you go from there, most people are living somewhere between 80 and 90. So let's say that you are a third of the way within to your life uh, from and Justin, you kind of talked about all the stuff you thought you would do at 20. Now you can do at 30. Um, how has your expectation or what you imagined your 30, uh, your year 30 or your 30s to look like? How has that matched up against reality for you? Uh, the expectations from a younger me completely diverted. Uh, well, my story is a little bit unique just because at 17, literally dreams crushed. Yeah. Uh, we've had conversations. French is a proud Morehouse man. I was on the brink of being a Morehouse man myself. All that switched over, went to great PWI UTA. Um, but still, it's, it showcased uh, like a, a PW, shift in my life to be PWI like... PWI is a predominantly white institution. <laughs> <laughs> but it shifted my focus to understand like, you know, reality and your expectations are what you make them to be. So that's where I learned the true value of, of hard work, uh, respect, relationships. Um, so everything that I had dreamed about for 30, just kind of just out of grandeur and out of, you know, media, like, you know, I want the the nicest car. I have my wife, my, my kids, my house and everything. Uh, I realized I have to really put in that work yeah. to get it done. So that's what my twenties was for to really lay down the foundation so that I can make, you know, my new expectations for 30 happen. That's good. Jeremy. Yeah. For me, I'll say, um, it didn't match up. When I was younger, and I feel like we were just talking about this the other day. When I was younger, I had this expectation um, that at 30, I was going to be married, have a house, have kids, um, you know, just really be settled and in, in well into my career. And when I was younger, looking at 30, 30 seemed old. Um, but now that I'm 30, <laughs> it seems real, relatively young. And um, I would say the expectation now, I'm kind of echoing Justin, it's, walking into 30 years, living with an intentionality. Okay. Um, and so 
I think living up until 20, it was really kind of just going with the flow, thinking that things were going to just naturally evolve. And I would just end up um, at this expectation that I was, uh, that I thought about. But the reality is it takes a lot of work, um, consistency, Mm -hmm. uh, perseverance, intentionality. And so that level of focus and dedication uh, is essential now. And I feel like at 30, I'm just like on the precipice of where, uh, where I'm going. That's good. That's good. All right. You all hit on some good stuff. Um, and for those that are listening, this is the beginning of what's going to be a, a longer conversation. Uh, what I call SPM called single professional millennials, because I think there's a lot to unpack in kind of both sides of what both, uh, uh, Jeremy and Justin spoke about in regards to expectations and pivoting and making these changes. And so uh, be tuned. We will definitely have them back to kind of dig into that a lot more and how they're working through it. Uh, but there were, there was a couple things in there that I did want to hit on, especially as we are looking at this healthiness for the holidays, right? As you start walking into uh, this season, be it in a traditional sense or even in this non-traditional COVID sense, um, especially with a milestone at 30, you start getting hit with a lot of questions, a lot of uh, either internal questions of you questioning yourself, uh, your expectations, et cetera, or your family and friends, though that you, those that you are around when you start coming back together to celebrate, either celebrating, I mean, you all both have um, essentially birthdays in the holiday season, right? So even if it, you're not getting together for Thanksgiving or Christmas, you're getting together to celebrate, um, and, and so how, how are you all uh, managing those pressures, right? Uh, the, the, the pressures of you, your family, be it mom or dad or, you know, aunt, uncle, grandma, if you have them around, granddad, all these things of you're 30 now, you should be married, you should have kids, uh, you should have all these things. How are you managing those conversations um, or how do you even prepare to address those and go in that situation? Well, for one, I'm big KJV. <laughs> I ain't got to worry about this. Uh, <laughs> on a real note with my family, um, due to a lot of just existing history with like ext- uh, extended family, uh, we all have aunts and uncles who, and even just our parents or grandparents who have relationships who didn't work. Mm. Uh, so holiday time is when they come together. There's a lot of, you know, reflecting and also just kind of, to be honest, gossip. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really dig into a lot of that. Uh, I really shut that door a long time ago. Just like, don't compare me to anybody else, um, especially younger on with me having a, a child so young, everyone can want to kind of, everybody wants to kind of write you off. Mm. Like, are right, you just going to be just like so-and-so type thing? But like I said, you put in that work and you show them the efforts that I'm trending in a different lane. It's, this is my own lane. Um, so how I go about it, I don't necessarily need outside opinions on it. Mm. So even with that, like, I don't get parental pressure on, like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to settle down type thing? Like, in 2020, especially in this year, there's no way y'all can put a prediction or expectation on how you want me to move. Mm. We all trying to figure this out every day at a time. Um, so is is, so this, been, is this is this big KGB talking on the mic or is this a conversation you had at the house with mom and dad? <laughs> this is both. I, I have very uh, fluid conversations with my parents. Um, we have a very close dynamic so I can be honest with them and just say, hey, like I'm still trying to, to figure this part out. Um, 
in regards to like a relationship type thing, um, I keep them pretty updated on you know, who's the, the leading person in my life. <laughs> but sometimes things work and sometimes things don't. At the end of the day, I make sure my daughter's taken care of, the legacy is secured, uh, my parents are good, I'm good, I'm healthy, I'm happy. Anything outside of that, you place in your own burdens on somebody else. That's good. That's good. All right, Jeremy? Yeah, I think uh, it can be challenging at times. Uh, I think earlier on in my 20s, it was way more challenging than it is now. But this pressure looks different from different people and in regards to different areas of your life. And so for me right now, I don't have um, pressure from my immediate family, from like a relationship or a career standpoint. But I think that the challenge comes with being 30 and just the nature of 2020, um, social media, mm. friends, and that whole comparison um, and that pressure from a societal standpoint on what is that expectation and obligation uh, that you have. And I think so for me, it's been. Um, a transformation or process of being able to um, determine my own identity mm. and set and create boundaries. Um, so allowing what I, uh, what I take in to influence me uh, or not influence me. Uh, and so the pressures of relationship, I get that a lot of times being single, being 30. It's like, when are you getting married? Oh, you already have a job. You got a car, you got a place. Like what's next? And people always try to add that additional layer. As soon as, mm -hmm. oh, as, soon as you get a new job, all right, where's the, where's the young lady? Mm -hmm. you know, what's next? So that is something that I get asked all the time. Who are you talking to now? Well, are you talking to anybody? And that's extended family, that's friends, that's, that's everybody. So, um, so had you had that, uh, <clears throat> that frank uh, conversation with your parents? Um, and I think it's an important note here is that both of you all, um, and be it fortunately, unfortunately, uh, we'll just uh, call it statistics. You all are trending towards being the minority and both having two-parent household at the house, you know, at home, all those types of things to where there's, you know, uh, a lot of people don't have both there. So you, you're, you're kind of balancing the dynamic. Um, but, but you, you, you see, you, you have that, I will call it additional pressure of, um, of call it successful marriage, you know, years, decades, um, uh, of, of duration. And so, you know, how have you, one, have you had that conversation with your parents like, hey, let's just not have that expectation or, you know, I don't need the pressure. I don't want the pressure um, versus having that conversation, like you said, with be it extended family, et cetera. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had that conversation with my family uh, from that standpoint. Uh, they are pretty good about like just being hands off. And just kind of allowing me to live my life. Um, from time to time, they do they do inquire, um, but they allowed me the freedom to just be my own self. And um, for me, just having that conversation where I let them know, hey, I'm moving with an intentionality. Mm. Um, so I do have these goals and plans in mind, but the world looks a lot different than it did <laughs> back I'm in their day. Um, so <laughs> it it presents like a lot of different challenges. Uh, in, in this era than it did in my parents' era. That's good. So I, I want to dive into that just a little bit because you had, you had said something and, and 
uh, Justin co-signed on it, that the world looks a, a lot different. And, and I would even say this. So, you know, for 15 years, I was very proud of not being on social. Right. I had no idea what was going on in the world, like legit. And just added, you know, just got on social this year as a part of, you know, wanting to launch the podcast and, and things like that. And it does. Right. I tell I talk to my friends often. We have our own group, me, uh, my fellas that went to Morehouse with me. And we just talk like this is I can't imagine being in college now. Right. Even forget COVID, just like social media presence and all of this stuff. Like it's just, it seems like it would be impossible to be, call it successfully single um, in this season. I mean, <laughs> like legit. Put it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Right. I mean, and so um, how, how have you approached singleness, right, it, with these pressures? And then um, I want to ask how COVID has impacted that side of it. There's no hope. <laughs> it's hard out here. <laughs> I actually had that conversation with my father type thing. Cause I mean, it does come up around dating type thing. Just kind of like, no, it's a new girl type thing. All right. What, what happened with the last one? I was like, you got to understand you might, my mother in the military type thing. Y'all are at work, whatever type, it's very simple dynamic. I can go on my phone and find 10 people that look like my mother mm-hmm. and better. It is what it is. Like you, you don't have the same level of um, opportunity that I have. And I can use, you can just like any power or any resource or tool, you can use it for good or you can use it for bad. So there's plenty of opportunity for the technology to ruin my whole dating experience. And that's a gamble that I take every single time I hop on the phone. It, so it's it, different. In, in, in what way, as far as, uh, having an authentic relationship with somebody as far as um, the pressures of what it should look like? What what do you mean by that, that, you know, uh, you can use it for good or bad or, you know, how the way that technology has challenged? Yeah. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) For one, I want to say I love and respect all black women, protect black women. Our black queens. (laughs) (laughs) But a lot of people out here are scandalous. (laughs) Um, with social media and just having that level of ease of access, um, the regular traditional dating of just having a conversation with somebody is now broadcasted on the internet for anybody mm-hmm. to see. Um, the way that you show affection or attention is done within a like or a DM type thing. And this keeps those options so open. Like I said, if you do anything on the internet, somebody else can see it. That can cause somebody else to know even want to block or build their own grudges or feelings against the type thing. Uh, this situation, people just get upset because of what you like or who you like on social media or who you didn't like. You saw my picture and you didn't like it. Like these are just different social yeah. constructs that y'all I, didn't have to deal with. You're, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're only seven years apart. Right. Um, but no, you, <laughs> but, but you're, you're legitimately correct. Right. I mean, even when I was dating Catherine, my wife, I mean, we just had Facebook. Um, and that was only when Facebook was only for folks with college uh, email addresses. Emails. And, yep. and only on a specific number of campuses, right? So mm-hmm. it wasn't even, you know, when I was at Michigan getting my second degree, there wasn't even Facebook at Morehouse and Spelman yet, right? So even the people that I was connected with back then, 
you know, back in Atlanta, there wasn't even a connection there. So uh, I, I can see that. So how do you manage? I'll, I'll say this. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll, how do you manage that? Right. Those expectations that um, privacy exclusivity that maybe have the expectation or not. Right. Are you managing that through a conversation when you first are engaging um, or is it, uh, you know, something that is learned along the way? Uh, it just seems like it just adds an additional layer that is just too, that in some ways you just say, forget it. I'm just not, not okay. No hope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think James on it very, uh, very well intentionality, um, and has a very big uh, part in how you move. Uh, like I said, social media being a, a tool and a resource, you can choose how you want it to go about it. Uh, he's been a, a great advocate of, I, if this is going the wrong way, I just get off of it. I don't have to deal with this anymore. Jeremy be ghosting. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Jeremy, did you see what I had posted? And he's like, oh, man, I haven't been on social media in six years. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, I'm going to call Justin KJB because I'm not calling him big KJB. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I think KJB uh, and I use social media very differently. And so um, I can agree though, from uh, like from a social media standpoint, the level of exposure is so much greater. Mm. So like, for instance, when I went to, when I first started going to Southern, it was just like Southern was my level of exposure. Like I just know all the students that are at school here. Facebook was new. So you, you could start to get on Facebook, but through Southern through UTA through moving to Boston, my level of exposure has expanded. And then social media now, you can literally see women that are in different countries all over the place. So it's like you have all of this is at your access. Oh, so, um, so you, when you say exposure, you're talking about as far as like your um, I don't want to call it criteria, but the the universe of options. If you want to use what uh, our parents used to say, so many fish in the sea. Well, that sea mm -hmm. just keeps getting bigger and bigger, right? Yes. Keeps getting bigger and bigger, and um, the older you get, <laughs> uh, it you know it's. I think it's a lot. I think the ratio is off. So uh, <laughs> for men, you know, there's a lot of women out there, uh, and from my experience, and I, don't, I mean, Justin can test this or not, but there's a. Uh, it's not the same for women. So um, women will always say there's not as many upstanding men or. The, there's not a lot of men to choose from, but from our vantage point, we got options. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. I, I, I hear that. I hear that. Right. But um, all fish aren't made the same. That's right. Um, even, even if you are a fan of salmon. All right. Let's, let's, we'll, we'll be more specific. Right. If you're a fan of salmon, you can have Atlantic salmon, Pacific salmon. You can have sockeye. You can have king. You can have coho. Right. You have all these different types of salmon, um, but there are certain qualities and things like that. So I would assume, even though you're saying that is a large, uh, uh, a large fish hatchery, uh, essentially <laughs> up the street. Right. Uh, virtual mm -hmm. or whatever um, that you're I assume that your taste in fish are very specific and fish might be the wrong uh, analogy with fish. But even still with that. If you're you have a taste for salmon, you just listed out you know five different types of salmon. You have the option to have a different salmon at your at your fingertips. You don't know what type of salmon you like until you try them. All right. Well, when when do you stop? Okay, this is this is healthy for the holidays because you got to have these healthy dialogues. 
Um, Sam is good. <laughs> it's high in omega-3 fatty acids. Very good for you. <laughs> Shout out to all my gastroenterologists out there that are encouraging us to eat well. Um, <laughs> all right. There has to be a time that you, and I'm sure this is where your, your parents and uh, those around you are saying, all right, it's time to stop the sampler platter and, um, you know, focus in and hone in. Do you feel that it is difficult because of social media for you to um, uh, narrow down, funnel down the options? Or do you feel that because of social, you're not necessarily getting a true um, picture of what's out there? Um, I think it's it's double-sided. I mean, it's like the blessing and curse. Uh, one of the things about being a millennial is truly growing up in technology. So I've been around social media for, you know, 10 years now type thing. So the the high of it can, can be easily diminished. So I understand that, yes, it has these moments that makes everything like super confusing. And it's like, all right, I don't know what I want to do. I can get a little bit of this. I can get a little bit of that. But also I can take a step back and be like, all right, if I already know I have something and I know kind of how the game works, I can put that aside and really, I don't know, in some sort of ways, step back into reality, mm. put the phone down. And I know I have something legit in front of me that I'm enjoying doing life with type thing. So I can just chill out on social media. Yeah. But you, you have to have that, that wherewithal, or that context to be able to pull, pull out of it. Yeah. So I think for me, I think social media creates like a false reality. This is just a facade on social media. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I was uh, leading to with the whole exposure. Uh, the direction is that for me, that's why I dial back off of social media. Um, that's how, so that's how I manage my time or that's how I manage social media because you can get caught up in social media and all the algorithm and everything. And um, you essentially will start living, watching other people, um, live their lives and not live your own mm -hmm. and get caught up in a hype. And um, so for me, it's like having that intentionality to um, dial it back, be in touch with the reality and, uh, and really not, <laughs> not give into um, everything that, that social media kind of presents. So. That's good. All right. So you guys have, have shared a lot, right. <clears throat> and a lot of things for people to kind of process and think through. With all of that backdrop, and then how do you approach these holidays? How do you remain healthy? Because the pressure is there, call it year round. There's this pressure uh, internal for your own goals to be, uh, to hit certain milestones along the way. Um, but in the holidays, <clears throat> just like married couples, uh, just like, you know, uh, folks that are our parents, there are these pressures that the holidays compound on top of your normal everyday life journey. Um, and so with all of what you all talked about, the, what sounds like a star Wars episode, the no hope, right. Um, how do you then approach the holidays, especially with the pressure as, as we were talking pre recording, I mean, essentially, you know, in the Netflix queue right now, Netflix legitimately has said they're going to put out like 50 Christmas movies and you know, the formula, right? The formula is single man, single woman, either they're friends, not friends. They find they meet each other because of some uh, circumstance or serendipity. 
and they at the end of it they fall in love and everything's happily ever after and then at the last five minutes of the movie they have one year later he's on his one knee and all that type of stuff right so you can't even get out out of the holidays even from a movie perspective even from um uh commercials and all this stuff without this pressure or this added pressure of this is a season for being in a relationship or having a significant other or being cuddled up, or I think they call it cuddle season, you know, whatever these things are, you know, I'm cuffing, trying to think. cuffing season, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, that these are these challenges. The playoffs now. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> and so how do you approach it? And then what advice do you give to your fe- fellow uh, brothers out there on how to be healthy uh, in this season? Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'll probably take it from a bigger perspective, uh, kind of linking just the two topics together as you know, as we just hit 30 and we did a lot of living in our 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in regards to cuffing season, like I remember when that became like a, a thing and then it was a thing again the next year and the next year. So you go through four seasons of cuffing season and it's kind of like, all right, what's the end result here? I can either choose to continue to be in this cycle over and over and over, or I can make an intentional change and realize that cuffing season is not necessarily for me anymore. So that ties into social media. That's typically where it starts. You can start from a DM and then go into, you know, cuffing season, but the same process is not, you know, giving me any true success. So I think it comes down to a level of maturity and growth. I know for me, understanding just the regular dynamic of relationships take work. Yep. No, to me, nothing, nothing worth having should be easy. So if this cuffing season rotation type thing is super easy for you, then none of this is ever going to be worth it. So making that internal decision, like, hey, I want something real. I want a real relationship. Um, I have to put in the work. Yeah. So, you know, regardless of whether it's holidays or not, like if I feel like I'm sad during the holidays because, you know, these movies make me feel some type of way, then let me get out there and put in the work to make sure I can get a true relationship so I don't feel this way next year. That's good. So that's kind of my overall understanding with it. Like I said, with just getting older and turning 30 and everything, put in the work to get what you want done. Nice. Jeremy? I mean, that's good. I I think even to add on to that, um, there's a level of like, what's the outcome you're looking for? Um, So, you know, at this point in life, you you talk about the term cuffing season and it might've been cool when you were younger, but even that speaks to a shortness of duration, right? Like I don't want something for a season. I want it for a lifetime. And so it's like, how do I approach that? Do I want to approach that and look at the pressures of the movies of everything that's going on um, around me, all these external factors, or am I going to set the, uh, the standard on what that looks like for me? And so um, I know I mentioned the word intentionality because that's really my focus <laughs> for where I am right right now in life. But honestly, I I think that applies across the board. So moving through the holidays with that intentionality of like, all right, if you you have these uh, movies, all these things that are playing, um, how does that affect you? Like, what are you what does your day to day look like? Um, I'm intentionally focused on my career right now on the things that I do have Um, and setting myself up and being open for if that um, young lady comes across my way, um, what does that look like? And right. having that, uh, being able to maneuver and navigate um, through that process. Um, so my advice would be not to necessarily get caught up into how everybody else is moving, 
um, and don't let other people define your expectations or your uh, your standard. Um, have that standard going forward. All right. These fellas try to turn this thing around and be mature about it. This is very good. I'm, I'm so proud of you all. So proud. Hey, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What well, is some great advice for the singles out there? I mean, no, I think that the theme, the word uh, that that sums all of this up is intentionality. And you that's either either way. Right. If you are a, a single out here that's like, hey, I still want to play this game. Well, then that means that you're intentional about doing this. If you want to you know, change that and turn it around, that's that that also uh, takes work and intentionality to make that happen. Uh, and that starts with the conversation, starts with the conversation with yourself, with your family, your friends and whomever that significant other is. Uh, to be able to to make the best of living single, uh, be it in the in the holidays or in life overall. So, fellas, thank you all for taking the time today. I appreciate this conversation. This was this was, this turned out better than I thought it would. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, I will say this though. I, I think a lot of times people people uh, shine a negative light on living single, mm. and uh, I think perspective is very important. And so living single and being 30, it can be great. And it allows you to focus on you, focus on some things. Right now, I don't have any obligations. I'm not tied down to um, a family or to kids. So I can move around. I have a level of freedom that I can move with. It's just me. Uh, But it just really allows me to be able to focus on those things that are important to me. Uh, So I think perspective is important. And so taking that into uh, singleness uh, is important. Any last words, KJB? (laughs) Stay in your lane. That's the main focus. Focus on you. Um, Focus on your relationship with God. Uh, I know we didn't really plug that too hard, but for real, focus on your relationship with God. Stay looking forward. Everything else will come to you. And just reiterating my point, like if it's something that you really want or something that's really meaningful in your life, it doesn't come easy. If something comes too easy, that means somebody else can do it and it wasn't meant for you. <laughs> y'all, y'all trying to put in some some stuff in here. All right. So y'all want to drop some dimes here. If a person wants to learn more about these dynamic gentlemen, uh, how can they get in touch if folks are like, hey, these cats seem like they're doing something with intentionality? Uh, we'll start with Jeremy, who's on social every six months. How can they find you? Uh, you probably are. You probably are private. So I don't even know if they can follow you. Can they? Um, they can request, <laughs> and I, I gotta protect my peace. There we go. Speak on it, Kenny. Um, but speaking of, I'm not on social that much. I had to look and see what my uh, social media name is. Um, <laughs> underscore Jeremy. That's J E R E M Y J. So you can find me on IG. There it is. KJB is a little bit more uh, public out there because he has a, yeah. a podcast, and also tell us how they can find you and how they can find Stay Dedicated. I just try to be a resource for our community. So I just got to make sure I can give them the knowledge. Um, Follow me easily at Stay Dedicated. That's S-T-A-Y-D-A-D-I-C-A-T-E-D. And then if you really want to find me, you can follow the personal page at Just a Fiasco. That's J-U-S-T underscore A underscore P-H-I-A-S-C-O. There it is. Well, as I said, we're going to have these gentlemen back on for even uh, more extended conversations about singleness. As I said, this you know, we're going to, uh, in the new year, uh, start up something called SPM, 
single professional millennials uh, and talking about careers, talking about navigating professional world, et cetera. So uh, I thank you all so much for being a part of this conversation today. I hope those that are listening got something, some good nuggets. If, 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 uh, if not anything, just a, a good conversation today about being healthy for the holidays and really as healthy overall as a single person. So uh, thank you all for tuning in. Again, uh, we would love if you would like, subscribe. Um, it, it helps me and, and all my guests to know that either you liked it, you didn't like it, whichever, um, whichever part. Feedback is great for, for all of us here. Love for you to share this with your friends. Um, all Things Fine and Gentry is this what it's about, to bring honest conversations and exposure uh, to all those around. So thank you all for joining in today. And, you know, we will see you after a while.